This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here's Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. If you'd like to contact us, give us a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.org. Listen up, everybody. Stay tuned because later on in the show, we'll have a special offer for you. So don't change that dial. Today, we're going to talk about financial well-being and ways to help you achieve it. And uh, oftentimes, people can you know confuse having wealth and financial security, but let me explain how they are different. You can measure the net worth of your coworkers, friends, and family and compare it with your own or the accumulation of money or positions they have. But financial security is different. Being financially secure is, uh, is being confident you know, that you have enough resources to cover your financial needs. And it's unique to everyone. And with that said, I'd like to uh, welcome my co-host with me, uh, Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? Well, I'm doing good. And before the show, you told me the title of today's show, Craig, was going to be how do you feel about your finances? And you asked me that question. Uh, I didn't have an answer for you. We started the show, but now I, I think I, I think I've got an answer for you. And my answer is conflicted. Conflicted. Yeah. How do I feel about my finances? I'm conflicted. I'm not <clears throat> sure. So that's why I think this is going to be a good conversation for us to have. And I know if somebody can help me with my conflicted feelings on my financial situation, it's none other than our amazing host, Craig Dixon. Right, Craig? Love that emphasis on amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank that's you. you. That's you. I love what Thanks, you Tony. do. You know that. Yeah, I do. And I'm Sorry, not just I, saying that uh, because you're paying me. Much. <laughs> yeah, much. That's true on the not much part. No, uh, I do the show I'm for frugal. fun. I mean, this is awesome. Every week I love getting together with you and talking about these things because I love uh, here. We love hearing from our listeners. And I know, Craig, you get a lot of calls with questions about what we talk about on the show. So before we jump into today's topic, I thought you could let the listeners know if they have questions on what we're talking about or want to set up that complimentary consultation with you, uh, you're making a special offer today. They can just give you a call and you'll, you'll give them a, a complimentary consultation, won't you? That's correct, Tony. And they can always uh, check us out online at uh, theinvestmentexecutives.org or they can go directly to themainmoneyshow.com, either one. And what's the number they can call, though? Uh, the number they can call is 855-625-3736. All right. Or uh, make sense. That spells That's right. out with an S sense, with an S. All right. Well, Craig, I know you're busy. This is a crazy busy time of year for you. Uh, yeah. But uh, so let's jump right into the topic. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit more about what you mean by financial well-being? What, what is that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, Tony, there are um, multiple characteristics of someone who's financially stable. And I'd say for one, they have to control um, 
their daily, monthly, and even annual expenses. They have to have a grasp on that and know exactly what's going on there. I know a lot of people have budgets out there. There are some people that don't, some people that kind of wing it, but typically you want to have a budget that you go off of and a lot of your financial life is planned out and allocated to different expenses ahead of time. You want to know what those are and have those planned out. And there, there's also, um, they're able to meet or overcome a financial shock that might come their way, whether the market drops or a medical emergency arises. You know, people who are secure in their financial well-being don't let unexpected situations throw their finances completely off track. And I know they, they will and they can get overwhelming, but it doesn't totally upset the apple cart, if you will. Um, and, you know, they're typically on track to meet their financial goals and they don't deviate from that plan with those emergencies that come into play. But, you know, maybe they're saving for a down payment on a house or simply squirreling away for retirement. But they they generally have a plan that they're working toward. They have a goal. They know where they're going and they have an objective on how to get there. And, and lastly, I think those with financial well-being possess a certain amount of um, uh, financial freedom that allows them to make the decisions to help them enjoy life. You know, whether that's uh, taking a family vacation or splurging on a new boat. You know, people with um, financial well-being have enough control over their finances that they can make choices to spend their money how they want to, not always how they have to. They're not forced into a position of having to spend money, but they're, um, you know, they're likely to have a position where they want to spend it and are able to spend it. And, and like I said, it doesn't upset that apple cart, but it isn't a one size fits all kind of definition. You know, in order to get to a place of financial well-being in your life, you have to think about what you envision for your life, how you want to live and the choices that you need to make now and in the future in order to get there. So there's a lot to look at. Well, yeah, definitely. And you make some great points there. I mean, uh, obviously it isn't one size fits all. And I think we all want to achieve that financial well-being. And you talked about financial freedom there a little bit, which Craig, uh, I know what a lovely singing voice you have. You've you've <laughs> sang for us before on the show. And I thought, uh, while you were talking there about financial freedom, I thought of the song Philadelphia Freedom, and I thought you could do a parody of that. Uh, and instead of Philadelphia Freedom, it's financial freedom. Just change the lyrics around and then maybe work that number up for our next show. Next show, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I thought you were putting me on the spot right no, there. No, well, you want to you wanna study and then come up with some new lyrics that relate to uh, financial planning and call the song financial freedom. What do you think? All right, let me work on that. Tony. You could be the weird Al Yankovic of, of financial advisors, <laughs> right? Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I mean, you. you know, I mean, you've already made quite a name for yourself in our community, just helping people with their finances. But I think this could be a whole new avenue for you. The singing financial advisor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd there you awesome. go. Um, well, now, how do we figure out where we're at on this quote-unquote financial well-being scale? Well, a lot of people naturally measure their financial well-being, but for those who don't, it's useful to get in the habit of taking what we uh, will call your financial emotional temperature. And whether you need to be reminded to do it at your annual visit with your advisor or maybe during tax season when you meet with your uh, tax accountant, it's it's a good good time to stop and reflect on the past year or so and how you feel about it, how things have progressed, or even how things maybe have regressed. You just want to regroup at that time and at least on an annual basis and reflect on that and ask yourself some things like, you know, over the last few months, how often did you feel, you know, joy, peace of mind, um, satisfaction or pride in your relation to your financial situation? How did, how did the overall picture make you feel? 
Um, are you feeling positive about what you're doing and do you have to make any changes? And then on the flip side, you know, how often do you feel negative emotions like stress, anger, or helplessness in regard to your finances? What's really, um, making you, I guess, frustrated about your quest towards your retirement and your financial goal. And all those things can be good questions to get the ball rolling on your own analysis of your financial well-being, and good to take, uh, take a snapshot, I guess, if you will, at the end of the year and see where everything is. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. Obviously. Um, I think these are definitely good things, uh, to start the process. So what are some other things we need to consider though? Well, I think that at the core of a lot of people's unhappiness when it comes to their finances is issues with keeping up with the Joneses. You're always looking next door, either to the left, to the right, forward or backward, but you're always looking around and kind of that comparison with the Joneses, see how they're doing. And externally it might look great, but, um, really hard to compare yourself and look at their finances when you don't know point blank what they have, what they're, what's going on and what their goals are. And, you know, think about how much you compare yourself to others. We do it on a daily basis and, I guess more importantly, think about who you're comparing yourself to, whether it's friends, family, neighbors, or colleagues, you know, how often are these comparisons negative? It's, it's commonly said that comparison is a a thief of joy. We're always looking outward instead of looking inward at the things we have. And I, I think that applies to finances too. And and another important thing to consider is, um, I guess who you look up to in regards to your finances, who's out there that you really admire who you know, not who you feel or who you think is doing a good job, but who you know through conversations and discussions with those people is, you know, is there anyone in particular that you admire for how they balance their work and life or maybe how they manage their stress? Someone you've talked to and, and seen them do it, you know, in real life, not, not the facade that you sometimes, sometimes see of your, your neighbors, the Joneses. Um, you know, one of the things you can do to help achieve financial well-being is to choose a mentor or role model that shares in the values that you'd like to mold your life around and who makes wise financial choices and who's there and somebody you can confide in and talk to and make those important financial decisions to progress towards your goals. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and that makes sense. Now, uh, it's definitely good to start this off and, you know, take your advice, really look at where we're at and uh, balance uh, our work and our life, uh, manage the stress, as you said. I think these are all important things. We have to take a quick break here pretty soon, though, Craig. Is there anything you want to share before we do? Sure. Um, sitting down and you know thinking through your financial life and trying to establish financial well-being seems to always be overwhelming. Um, it's a lot to take in. There's many different angles, many facets to it. And choosing to work with a trusted financial services professional can help you in creating financial strategies that'll work for your unique situation. If you'd like to sit down with us and like Tony said, take advantage of our complimentary consultation, uh, just visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.org, or like I said, you can go to themainmoneyshow.com and feel free to give us a buzz at 855-MAKE-SENSE, 855-625-3736, and we'll sit down and we'll you can take advantage of that complimentary consultation. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a great offer for our listeners today, Craig. Uh, what's that phone number again? 855-625-3736. All right, and listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back to continue this discussion here on The Main Money Show with Craig Dixon. 
the ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.org. And now back to The Main Money Show with Craig Dixon. Welcome back to The Main Money Show with me, Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group and with our co-host here, Tony Shore. The title of this show, as Tony explained, is How Do You Feel About Your Finances? And in the first segment of the show, we talked about what it means to have financial well-being, peace of mind, um, and some of the questions you can ask yourself. We looked at that, you know, so you can determine where you are on the spectrum of financial happiness, if you will. Well, yeah, and it's interesting. We're kind of getting away from some of the normal things we talk about going into Social Security and things like that. But obviously... (laughs) Uh, our finances, our financial well-being has a lot to do with our emotions and our feelings. And I know that's something that uh, you talk to your clients about, Craig. And and now that we've established what it means to have financial well-being, maybe you could talk about why it's so important to have that and to talk about that today. Yeah. Well, first, I did want to stress again on the emotions of it all. And I think people too often, and we've talked about this in previous shows, get caught up in the emotion and the roller coaster of the stock market rather than having something written down and concrete on something they're going to adhere to. Um, that's the best path to take. And don't let the fluctuation of the emotions get to you over the course of a year or two years or even even a decade. So you, you want to stay the course and have something written down that you can reach back to when you're feeling like maybe a little bit uh, stressed or overwhelmed of the prospect of actually reaching retirement. But Anyway, to get back to your other question, you know, um, you know, finances are always near the top of the list for life stresses that people deal with. Um, you know, stress is a normal part of life and isn't completely avoidable. We all have it. We all have that fight or flight in us and it can have serious ramifications if it reaches unhealthy, prolonged levels. We've seen that happen to a number of people. Health consequences start to take their toll on the body when you're in, under constant stress and I mean, one of the definitions of financial well-being that we talked about in the first segment was the ability to make decisions that allow you to enjoy life more. So, of course, it makes sense that being secure in your finances can contribute to your overall emotional well-being, too. So on the flip side of that, I'm, I'm sure we all have real examples in our own life or those around us, um, you know, maybe times when our finances weren't on the right track and it affected our overall sense of well-being. We've all had that happen to us. We've all felt it. We've all been overwhelmed. And when we don't have a sense of overall emotional well-being, sometimes we can make choices that are derived from fear or anxiety. And that's, you know, that's what the stock market kind of thrives on. And and that can take a seriously negative toll on our financial well-being. And that's why I say you want to have things written down and you want to follow those and not not follow the um, emotion and get caught up in the fear and anxiety of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a lot of fear and anxiety that people have when it comes to their finances and their future and whether their savings are going to last them throughout retirement. And that makes sense. So would you say that emotional and financial well-being are then directly related to one another? They are, aren't they? Yeah, of course. Your your um, relationship with your family and friends are more important than your finances. But I, I think at one point or another, we have all let our finances affect even our 
our closest relationships. And we see that a lot in marriages. You hear the biggest strain on a marriage is finances. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, when you have a strong sense of financial well-being, it allows you to feel at peace and fully appreciate the relationships and life that you have, not let them interfere with that. And uh, I, I would also point out that when we feel secure and stable emotionally, we generally make wise, more calculated financial decisions. We're making good choices because we feel good about what we're doing. We feel feel positive about the direction we're moving in. And a lot of times people make poor financial decisions when they're in emotional distress, you know, where... Um, Oh geez, when you're at the store and you make an emotional purchase or you eat emotionally or something like that, you know, you just pick it up. And then after the fact, you're like, Oh, why did I do that? And that's, that's what we don't want to happen in our finances. We don't want to emotionally make financial decisions. And that's why we joke about people buying, you know, fancy sports cars during midlife crisis. But generally speaking, when our emotions aren't in check and when people tend to make reckless or impulsive decisions that may affect their future financial life negatively. So that those impulse buys are not what we want to see happen. Those impulse moves in and out of the market are not what we want to see happen. We want to see people stay the course, stay steady and, and stay, you know, as much as they can stress-free and anxiety-free in regards to their finances. Sure. And we all want to be stress-free, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, that, that makes sense. Are there certain things that we should be trying to avoid though, in order to stay on track, keep our financial well-being on track, Craig. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't completely protect yourself from unexpected trials along the way. Obviously that just isn't possible. It isn't real life, but there are, there's certainly attitudes and biases that can often prevent us from acting in our own best interests that are good to be aware of. For example, there's a tendency of investors to um, react more strongly to negative news than positive news. I read somewhere, don't quote me on this, Tony, but I read somewhere that um, the negative impact of loss is 10 times greater than the positive impact of gain. So it really weighs heavy on us well, when we lose. That's a great quote. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough on us when we lose something. Um, in the same sense, we also tend to put more weight on and focus too much on what's happening in the world and in the current news. We take a little snippet of time and, and we're looking at two uh, narrow a gauge, I guess. We're not looking at the big picture and we want to look at that on a large scale. Look at, look at that over, you know, years, decades, centuries, look at the history of things and how it's all weighed out and realize that those bumps in the market are small. And if you can weather the storm and get through the stress, um, you're going to be better on the other side. But I guess, I guess regardless of what state the economy is in right now, it's smart to think, long term and think of how this period fits into your overall financial picture and plan not to just become overwhelmed with the current state of things and not to be overwhelmed with the news that you're inundated with on a daily basis hourly basis and you know every time we're picking up our phone there's something new on there that we're thinking about or concerned with and we're just um i guess we're we're just flooded with too much information at this point our brains aren't capable of filtering and um accepting it all, if you will. But another thing to avoid is, is just following the herd mentality or buying or selling because that's what everyone else seems to be doing. And that's something you don't want to do. Uh, it's not necessarily a good thing. Sometimes there are people out there that do just the contrary. You know, they do some contrarian trading where they're doing the opposite of what the trends are. And, but if you, but if you are doing that, that's when investors tend to buy securities at their top prices as a result of following the crowd rather than buying at the bottom prices, which I mean, everybody here is, you know, buy low, sell high, but how many people actually adhere to that adage? Um, Not many. Yeah, not many at all. There are a few people that are able to do it and 
and ward off the ill feelings of that loss. So, but none of, none of these things are going to be, um, completely derailing your finances, but they are, they're good to be aware of because they can have a negative impact on your financial life and on your financial future. And if you're moving mass amounts of money at the wrong time, every time your account value is obviously going to dwindle. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, you want to buy low, sell high, but uh, yeah. easier said than done. You, you, yeah, like, I was just going to say that. Like yep. Warren Buffett said, uh, if you try to time the market, you lose every time. So uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Now, yeah. unfortunately, we're almost out of time for this segment, Craig. Is there anything else you want to add before the break? Sure. Our goal at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group is to help our clients potentially accomplish their income goals and set them up with the tools and a plan that you know, might be able to help them be more financially secure. And if you'd like to get some help in the process, feel free to visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.org. Or like I said, you can visit themainmoneyshow.com. Or you can always call my office, 855-625-3736. We'll sit down. We'll do a complimentary consultation. Make sure you're headed in the right path. And if you're not, get you headed in that direction. All right. Thanks, Craig. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of our host, Craig Dixon, here on The Main Money Show. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Craig Dixon of Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit theinvestmentexecutives.org to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And now back to The Main Money Show with Craig Dixon. And welcome back to our final segment for this episode of The Main Money Show with our amazing host, Craig Dixon. And Craig, you've been talking to us about our financial well-being, how we feel about our finances. Uh, you talked about what that means and how it can look like in our own personal lives and how it relates to our emotional well-being and other aspects of our lives. Uh, you also touched on different behaviors that we need to avoid in order to keep on track. And I appreciate everything you've covered today. And now that you've talked about just how important it is to have that financial well-being, maybe you could speak a little bit uh, about how we can achieve it. How do we do this? Yes, sir. Um, I guess the first thing you can do is just be aware of how your emotions and biases can come into play in your financial life. You need to know the type of person you are. Um, I think before you enter any investment strategy, how can you handle the losses? How do you handle the gains? All of those things matter before you actually start investing. And if you're not sure of who you are as an investor and you are invested, you need to get a grasp on that. But you know, think of the last few financial decisions that you've made and the emotions that impacted those decisions, regardless of how big or small they were. I guess one of the best things you can do to achieve financial well-being is to work with a good financial services pro, you know, especially one who's uh, versed in behavioral finance. And that's something very um, strategic when you're doing your financial planning. Sure. And how do we go about finding a financial professional that we can trust that's going to offer this? I mean, obviously, for our listeners today, all they have to do is pick up the phone and give you a call, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but I think, I think, um, I know you always get me for this one because I always say go out and interview a few people, but I think that's the best bet. Make sure you find somebody you like. I mean, if emotions, if I'm talking about emotions and 
how you feel about somebody, then it's very important that the person you're working with, you, you feel good about, you know, like, and trust them. Um, we always talk about that in the industry. It's people that people that you work with are people that know, like, and trust you. So that has to be first and foremost. And finding the right financial professional can be a challenging process, but I think it is a process. And I think it is more than just stopping in your local hood, local uh, neighborhood advisor and sitting down with them point blank and just say, yep, this is the person I'm working with. You got to take the time to actually interview a few people and find the person that best fits your personality. But, you know, it's important to um, be sure to find the right person. And generally when people are looking for financial professionals to work with, they consider things like whether they provide advice and service and things like investments, retirement, cash flow, asset protection, um, insurance, and on and on. There are a number of different uh, aspects of financial planning. It's not just a managed account or, or mutual funds or something like that. There are many different aspects to it and looking at the whole big picture rather than just one small part. But when it comes to your financial well-being and finding a professional to help with that, you need to do a little, uh, little digging and dig a little deeper. And that's why I said interview, I would say no less than three financial advisors to find the one that best fits you. Sure. And what do you mean by that? Dig a little deeper. I think you got to look into maybe what the financial advisor offers. Like I said, all the different products they offer. Are they just offering one service? Are they only through one proprietary company that can only offer certain products? Are they open to offering many different companies products? I'll give you an example. For me, um, like if I'm doing life insurance, let's say I have open to me many different companies that I can offer. When I first started in the industry, I was with Prudential and the product I offered was Prudential. I didn't have any other option. So if it didn't fit the client, then there was nothing I could do about it. That was the product I offered. But now there's many different companies that I offer. And if it's a matter of price, we can find the best price. If it's a matter of company rating, we can find the best rating. So it gives people a lot more option when your advisor has more options to offer you. And you know, also Tony, you want to, you know, get to the bottom of what the firm's ultimate purpose is, you know, what's their goal, what gets them out of bed in the morning. And I don't think it's just to make a paycheck. It's a mission statement. What are they there for? Are they, are they there for the clients? I think at the root of their mission, the financial professional you work with should have three key passions. First, a desire to help transform their client's relationship with finances, put them in a better spot is the bottom line. And, and this can be done by helping clients change their attitudes, their beliefs, their behaviors surrounding money. Um, you know, writing down goals and coming up with a plan that gets them moving in the right direction. And another thing they should care about is the well-being of the client, whether financial, emotional, or physical. Since emotions play such a huge role in a person's financial life, it, it's important to take every aspect of life into account. And lastly, they need to genuinely care about people and, and, and the assets they've acquired over their lifetime and know how hard those people have worked. Um, and I think that doesn't apply any better than in Maine, how hard people work for their money and just a ton of blue collar, blue collar people out there working hard and you want to see them succeed financially, emotionally, and live long lives and prosper with their um, financial planning and seeing them as people instead of simply clients or simply an account and actually getting to know them and looking out for their best interests. I mean, I have clients where I've worked multi-generational, you know, I've worked with them and their kids and their grandkids. So it all, um, it all plays an important role in their total lives. Right. And I think these are all great tips to be aware of. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time for this week's show. Craig, do you have any additional information you'd like to share with us today before we go? Yeah, I'm hoping that you all got something out of the show today and I have a better idea of what um, 
you know, what's important for your financial well-being, not not just how important it is, but how it affects other areas of your life and how you can maintain it. You know, if you're feeling overwhelmed with your finances and you feel like they're controlling you instead of vice versa, feel free to reach out to us and we'd be happy to sit down with you for that uh, complimentary consultation. And like I said, with the right help from the right financial advisor, um, you can create a strategy that might help help you in your quest for, um, you know, financial stability and create an income plan that lasts an entire life to and through retirement. But again, Tony, if you have any questions about today's show or comments, don't hesitate to call us 855-625-3736. More than happy to help. Visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.org or uh, themainmoneyshow.com. And like I said, we'll sit down and you can take advantage of that uh, consultation. All right. Well, I think it's a great show. Great advice today, Craig. But that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.org. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA SIPC. Gradient Securities, LLC, and SEC registered investor. Investment Advisory offers investment advisory services under the DBA of Gradient Wealth Management. Gradient Securities LLC and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Insurance products and services are offered through Investment Executives, Inc. Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group and Investment Executives, Inc. are not affiliated with Gradient Securities LLC. Craig Dixon and Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.